Fleischmann is in trouble. The finale. The show is over. All of our guessing can end, I guess. I don't know. I think there's still some guessing yeah, at the end. We'll get true. to that. But right? Not exactly wrapped in a neat bow. Yeah. Yes. No, definitely This is not. ripe for crystal ball territory, if anyone, Ooh, you know, no. is fans of our regular segments, don't you think? Like we would discuss where would they be in six months or five years? Yeah. I think there's a lot of question marks at the end of this. Yeah. And I guess I am in just in headspace. I for everyone, it's uh, December 29th, and oh God. I feel like, <laughs> oh God, it's just this week. I just I have a problem yeah. this week, but the the void of, of yeah, I feel like I'm in Vanta Black. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just looking forward a little bit to New Year's and next year, and I don't know. I'm feeling if there ever there's a day in a year to embrace both. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's the whole what this does. concept of the mm-hmm. whole show was yes, it is both still the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023, like as right. we're looking towards it. And this whole show really asked us to embrace the impossible, which is that it can be both. And yeah. it was very subtle in that message, but consistent throughout. Yes. And we get it a lot in this last episode that it is both things. I think I said in the first episode that Taffy had wanted to call this book Schrodinger's Marriage. Mm-hmm. And the, again, right. from the yeah, from the experiment in the cat. And I think she accomplished that, that mm-hmm. to quickly talk about the, the experiment, it's the, if a cat is inside a box, locked inside a box with poison, before you open that box, you don't know if the cat is dead or alive. Has the cat eaten the poison or has the cat not eaten the poison? And and the suggestion is that it has to be both. Sally talks about this a little bit with his yeah. superposition, right? It yeah. has mm-hmm. to be both. It both. has to be both. Mm-hmm. And that is how I felt so much in this so episode. Much. Yeah, oh, yeah. She yeah. really does do that. The and both. That it's not binary and there's not no. black and white, right? I mean, even how we left off on the last episode i guess with with libby's voiceover like there's always there's no heroes or villains there's there's multiple sides to every story or even in this one when she says she's going to write a book but it's going to have everybody's side like you know so it's you're right it's it's she embraces all of that the complicatedness i love that we'll get i'll talk more about that too for me later when we get to that scene which is absolutely one of my favorites but I guess you and I have talked about, so this episode starts with Libby coming over to Toby's house, kind of very concerned about Rachel. And she downloads Toby on the whole story of what we saw in episode seven. She says, what did she, oh God, I'm a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Nervous breakdown. That's the word she uses over and over. And and that, so yeah, so we're coming off of this, what I called like this tour de force performance by oh by Claire Danes. I mean, in episode seven, we now know why she earned that Golden Globe nomination. But um, yeah, so that was kind of this big reveal or big twist, apparently. Uh, and for people who had read the book, it was talked about as a big twist at the time. I've seen so many articles about it being a big reveal. The reveal being, apparently, that we had been led to believe one thing about Rachel for seven episodes or whatever, six episodes, whatever, 
that she is like materialistic, social climber, hooking up with her, you know, mom friends, husband, off at a yoga retreat, abandoned her children. And the reveal being, oh, she's actually been dealing, having a nervous breakdown, dealing with these childhood and sexual traumas. And I think the suggestion being that the audience also had been complicit, right? That we mm-hmm. had bought into these assumptions and this turned it all on its head. And I think that was laid out for us, you know, mm-hmm. so that's meaning that is what we were shown. But I think for you and me, and that's what I wanted to just ask you about, like, I don't feel like it was a super reveal to me, meaning I think both of us always knew there was more going on there. Like we didn't really buy into that assumption, I think. Yeah, Maybe I mean, we had different views on it, but we didn't, so such that it wasn't, we didn't know that this was exactly how it was going to play out, meaning that she'd have this severe of like a nervous breakdown that she lost all sense of time and everything else. But I don't think that we had those same assumptions going into it. Yeah, I think from episode one, I saw something different than what everyone else was seeing, Um, you know, meaning not every single person, but just what was being, uh, and I think you and I talked about it. I can't remember if it was on the episode or off the episode, but that I was reading into and projecting a lot of maybe my own life um, into this couple. And I definitely, I just never bought into Toby's point of view. I just didn't. And so if you did, as you were supposed to, and as Taffy, I think, executed very well, then yeah, this was a complete shocking turnaround. It turned everything on its head. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wasn't, I just had never really bought into Toby's point of view. I just hadn't. So it didn't feel as shocking to me. Right. And I think that I had similar, but a little different views. Like, I don't think I, um, uh, imparted so many things into her, certainly not from the beginning. You really did from the beginning, but there were a lot of ways I did relate to Rachel as we've talked Mm -hmm. about. So, but then I guess I was just waiting for the explanation or the, or here we had little bits about her trauma or her childhood or things or her damage as we like to call it. And I just knew there had to be more. Like I said, like, there's got to be more. When are we going to delve into that? So I was sort of like, it didn't feel like a twist to me. It felt like, oh, good. Okay, let's do this. Like, let's. Now, it was an amazingly harrowing and sad performance and episode. But so it was probably, that's not exactly what I predicted. But I think I was like more expecting it. So it didn't felt like the opposite of a reveal to me. Yeah. 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 You know, like, oh, okay, here it is. Here it is. Um, Yeah. By the way, to me, and we can go back to it, uh, episode seven, if you want to keep talking about it. But to me, the shocking part was that, and probably shouldn't have been same as, (laughs) same as everything else was that she told all of that to Toby and he just didn't seem to care at all. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You mean now the beginning of eight, Eight. she tells, uh, Libby's telling him all this and he's like, yeah, that's nice. That sounds stressful. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Okay. Now I just thought he was in some kind of shock or Mm. I don't know, but Libby is like, no, no. Like, are you hearing (laughs) She had a nervous breakdown. Will you stop saying that word? I know. And then she says the thing about putting her oxygen mask on. And I love that that's been a 
thread throughout mm-hmm. this whole, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. And I love that he finally goes like, like, that's not a thing, you know, like I love put that. your oxygen mask first. It's not supposed to be a metaphor in life. Okay. And then he starts like explaining it from more of like a medical perspective. Like when yes. adults don't have oxygen, but I'm like, oh, yeah. thank God, because we've heard that, that line used so many times yeah. that I love that it came back around. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, that's where we start um, with her filling filling him in. Yeah. And kind of getting the update on where Toby is. Right, right. Oh, right. Yes, I forgot about this. I don't care about anything until we get to Libby. <laughs> this will not surprise you. I have related to Libby well, this whole time, and this arc really came through for me so so good good. it's so good I just there is one bit before we get to Toby I mean sorry Libby which I totally agree was the shining star of this was um I thought the moment with his daughter with Hannah and the bat mitzvah and um just her little coming of age moment uh where she says because the rabbi had said to her you know like like put a lot on her shoulders you know like you know, you're, you're going to carry the torch for yourself, for your family, for the Jewish people. And she's looking at him like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you can almost hear it before she even says it to Toby. Like I'm 11. I'm not carrying the torch for anybody. But I thought that, um, when he tries to explain, you know, why we do things. Um, and I've kind of had these conversations about religion with my children. I don't have a much better answer than him, but this is, then this is what we do. Um, you know, we're Fleischmanns and we're Jews. I mean, I'm like, we're Catholic. This is what we do. Um, not good answers, but um, but I love that she's like, we're a mess, Dad. The Fleischmanns are a mess, yeah. which it's funny because obviously the title is the Fleischmann is in trouble. And I'm like, oh, so is the reveal here that the Fleischmann that's in trouble is really Rachel. I mean, that's what I was thinking after the last episode. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of like her point, which is just like, we're all a mess. I mean, the Fleischmanns are a mess. I mean, it could have been called the Fleischmanns are a mess, Um, you know, and and then she makes the very astute point for an 11-year-old, like, I don't want to have to fix anything. I didn't break any of this. Like, like, I haven't broken anything. I'm only 11. And, you know, she's sort of the children, you know, they say are the the, the chronic condition for the kids is that they have to survive the divorce. And I think Mm -hmm. Hannah, that moment with Hannah, I thought was really... Uh, I liked that before, before we got to the, the Libby, that was my one Hannah, Hannah moment. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was, I didn't, I would have made her do it anyway. I would have acknowledged and accepted everything she said and told her, frankly, you're ahead of the game as it is, but also Mm -hmm. still made her do it. And maybe. maybe Oh, I would have made him do it too, but that's. Yeah, because there I'm not is sure that's something right or wrong, for but... you. Don't have to have the logical answer for everything. That yeah. sometimes what you do is just what you do, and yeah, it. I you know we've talked about this in many capacities. I think the fact that you look at it is enough, but that doesn't mean yeah. you don't do it. It's it. In fact, right. you, you do do it, and so right. I, and that that aunt that moment that she has you're saying like she's already that's already the win really right like that she has been able to think that way and see that but that's great but still go ahead with it and part of me was like well i feel like in this instance given everything she's been through he's yeah, giving mm-hmm. her some autonomy mm-hmm. here but you could also say well maybe given everything she's been through now's the time to sort of stick with the tradition 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah but, but, but was, maybe, maybe like, he does. And then yes, that line with yeah. that, yeah. that it's uh, between the couple, it's something they have to survive. Like I think it says, does he say an yeah. earthquake? Earthquake. Survive, but for, for children, it's a chronic, um, you know, what is it? Illness situation? Yeah. Chronic a chronic illness, condition, I believe. That chronic they have condition. to endure yeah. their whole lives. The, the, chronic the divorce. Condition. Yeah. And we talked about how Taffy has said she's happily married or talks about uh, in in interviews, but I do believe she's a child of divorce is what I read. So perhaps the the perspective of the child is something she obviously knows intimately. So, And we talked about that with Annabelle Monaghan too, how she, that so much of that was written from her place as a 10 year old. I think she said that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, I thought that was really interesting too. But yes, then we get to Libby, mm. Libby, which I even loved how they segued into that. Like I could tell you as a voiceover, it's like I could tell you more about Toby or whatever, but I had my own shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because that's when she's laying in the hammock, like smoking whatever the hell she's smoking at You're that point. Pen. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, and here we go. Yeah. going to get more yeah. of Libby's story and how she got here. Yeah. I thought that fight with her and Adam at the barbecue was just, oh my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. her, I've, I've said so many things she said, but wait, not as good. She is clearly, the little lines of dialogue here are just beyond what my head could have ever, you know, come up with, but yeah. just so good. And how she's arguing that, she feels like she's dying. She also feels very alone in all of it. And Adam's mm-hmm. like, we're all, this is a universal thing. And she doesn't believe yeah. it, nor do I, no. by the way. I just don't buy yeah. it. I've never met, I, I, I don't know. I, it has to be bigger. People who stay in their lives, I think, don't ever, maybe it's a survival mechanism. It's not a capacity. Yeah. It's just like, you can't go there if you want to keep living your happy life. Um, but yeah, so I, that really blew my mind. I had, I had sort of mixed emotions during this. Like at first I thought this wasn't, a, I was a little like, Adam, come on. But the more I've thought about this, I'm, I actually, I agree with you. Like, well, first of all, how dead on it is. You're absolutely right. I mean, the things that she's saying about, I don't feel alive anymore. Yeah. Um, and he... So the first I'm annoyed at him because I felt like he was minimizing it a little. Like, like I'm happy. We have friends as if like in a house, as if that addresses like the fundamental like pain that she's expressing. And, but then she's like, these aren't our friends really. Like I can't talk to these people. Like they treat me like an oddity. And we had seen prior a montage of her. To, yeah. yeah. A montage of my life. I mean, um, a montage of Libby. I was going to ask you that. Uh uh Like her just making these like statements, like, and the moms are like, yeah, I I need to go make make dinner dinner now. What time Mm -hmm. is pickup? And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But when he said like, we have two wonderful children and a home and safety and privileges of our class or whatever. And we're the kind of people that get invited to barbecues. And I'm like, who the fuck cares if you're the kind of person that gets invited to barbecues? Um, but then I think to what you were kind of getting at, but then he does acknowledge like, like these people are filled with the same ambivalence as you and I, you know? And I'm like, okay, maybe he's, 
getting it, at least in the sense that like we're all the same. But but she's like, but it's not true. Yeah. And I'm, I don't I'm like, think oh. he, I think yeah. he's saying you can't go there. You go just, there. These are yeah. the choices you've made. And yeah, you I, he's this. minimizing it, not in a mansplaining way, but in no. a, to me, this is how I took it, but in a right. way that says like, don't do this. Don't go this yeah. down this rabbit hole. Don't just find anything good. Find anything good to hold on to. And I think that's exactly the advice Libby slash me needs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought like, he was perfect. Right. What I loved the most though, and this is what totally won me over is um, when he says, you don't even look at me. I could be part of figuring it out. And that's where he's like, listen, like we can figure this out together. And I think kind of what we said episodes ago about Toby and Rachel and their demise maybe being when they stopped co-creating or stopped making decisions together and not being the nail in the coffin. This felt like the opposite of that, which is why I then had some hope for them. And why in the end, when she gets in bed and spoons him and whatever, why I'm okay with that, because I feel like to me, that was, that was a big invitation or acknowledgement of like, like, let's just, let's just figure this out. I can be part of it, figuring it out with you, you know? And and that felt like a big step for me. So I was like, Adam, I'm with you. See, and I was definitely hooked more into her side, which is, and and I get this too. Everyone expects me to have answers, and no one. You've, you know, I, you and I have talked about this many times. Yeah, people get very upset is not the right word, but like off something kilter when I'm the one going through crisis because I am. I play the role of I'll figure this out with you. I'll mm. do this with you. I have all the answers. I have more. She says that more specifically. I always say I have all the questions, and I can help you by asking those questions, and then you get your answers. Because I don't know every single person's situation and whatever, but it, right. but anyway, I'm the solid one, and I'm the sure one. And when I am lost and upset and confused and disoriented people look away because they can't handle it. And that's how I mm-hmm. felt in that moment. I know he's saying to her, you don't even look at me, but I, I, there was also that line later when she says, I had disappeared before I had actually mm-hmm. disappeared and no one yeah, noticed. Yeah. And I think no. I get that. Like people, mm-hmm. it's just hard when you're the one that, that everyone comes to, to be the, the sure-footed one that when you feel like that, it's not well-received. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I yeah. I do, but I, I think that the fact that he's at least saying, uh, like, like, let's try and figure this out together, I felt like that was, as opposed to, like, you're on your own, kid. Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift reference. Um, even though, ultimately, she is going to have to figure, she is, I mean, everyone is, in part, really on their own, trying to figure out what it is that's going to, like, she needed to figure out that the book was the way for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So and the, well, then she, then what happens? Well, I was going to oh, skip to the, the engagement party, but go ahead. Engagement party. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. say. That, that, that's yeah. Seth. We're back to Seth. Yes. We, and we, he calls we needed and to says, be- kind of put everything aside and mm-hmm. let's. 
which is something that's so much easier to do with friendship, right? It is than mm-hmm. than an intimate relationship that you're constantly negotiating. It is easier to just say like let's scrap it and start over. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All three of them were kind of in that place. Yeah. Uh, where they're like, let's just, you know, cause in part this whole finding herself, you know, comes through these friendships. That's been a big theme throughout for her too, that that that's as opposed to, you know, affairs, which we've talked about that a lot of people do. This was a way for her throughout this to kind of remember who she was. Cause these people knew her, back then knew the person that she was. And I think that's what we see with the three of them in this final party together. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Although I loved that they were, it was again, this idea of it's both. I think they were, yeah. when they knew what Toby and, and Libby, when they knew what was happening, they were so annoyed. Dipshit. What an idiot. <laughs> Why are you it. doing this? How could you have spent all summer with us and, and do this? And yet, right. I don't think they were blowing smoke up Seth's ass when they were like, good no. for you. Like, I want yeah. the best for you. It's both. It is both. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her and Toby, you know, oh. they have this moment. Yeah. My yeah. God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this moment where yeah. she really confides in him. I'm lost. You know, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And Toby's like, you're done. You're done. You're loved. Tell me you know how special that is. Yeah. And she's like, that's not enough It's not enough. It's not. And he insists that it is because that's what he wants. And he feels like he's missing. But I don't, I don't know. I've always wondered she's like, I'm not even sure you, she doesn't even believe him. Yeah, no, honestly, I, it might not be enough for you either. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. think it is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That is a big question. I know. Right there. But I... And then... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say her contentment line then. Mm. Yeah. Because um, this is what she says. You don't... So she's saying, honestly, it might not be enough for you either. And he says it would be. And she says, you don't know how you would feel if you got all the things you wanted, right? Because this goes back to what we talked about in a prior episode where this, where she says like having desires and having wants, that's what, that's what propels you. And then when you get the thing, that's where the, the, I don't know, the malaise uh, settles Mm -hmm. in. So she says contentment breeds quiet, which breeds complacency, which breeds unrest. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's just this, this paradox of like, feeling miserable by having made all the right choices. I mean, I have this conversation all the time with my therapist. Literally, it's like doing all the right, quote unquote, right things, making all the right choices and somehow going, but wait, like, but I'm not happy. So what, what, yeah, what, what, I thought that was supposed to be enough. Yeah. And I think when he, I think for a Libby, I think when Toby kind of looks, that's there's that shot of the two of them sitting in front of the fireplace and their heads are yes. against each other. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, I see you. I, I know you. This. And says, I, I see your darkness. I see your oh, goodness. I mean, yeah. I oh, was- Oh, are you kidding me? Dying. Yeah, my head was exploding. I was like, these are the words. And in that order, 
there was something about it that was just well he says i haven't been a good friend to you you are still you you are still you i can see it all i can see your darkness i can see your goodness like the day we met yeah loved it loved it so good i'm like being seen with a capital s toby uh yeah yeah that was uh I don't, I, you know, I don't know. That was a big, big scene for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, for me, it put words to, and, and again, I, I know I just said it, but that order, the, the, the darkness and then the goodness, just yeah. something Started about it with just really was like, I was like, this is something I've never heard before. It's something I didn't know I was really, really longing to hear. And so yeah. I, I, it it blew my mind. It's like I a was big, like, it's like still... one of the big speeches. You know what I mean? We talk about like the big speech in a rom com and what we want, what what the best elements are, what we want to hear. Like yeah. this is clearly not a rom com, but just in terms of like like you're saying, like words you'd love to hear that you wouldn't have been able to articulate like this mm-hmm. before. Really yeah. good. But this is also the scene oh, where I know. she's telling the story of the book she's going to write, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is weirdly his story. Yeah. And it is his story, but it's also everybody's story. Um, and he's in Which is funny that you say that. I mean, I obviously I can't say, no, that's not true. But now that we're at the end of Fleischman is in trouble, I'm like, what? This isn't even about the Fleischman. This is all about yeah. Libby. Um, yeah. But that's obviously just my point of view. I She was obviously yeah. the character I related to the most. But I felt like it was not only her as narrator, but it really was her story. And so it was, it was, yeah, a, you know, like independently about Rachel and Toby Fleischman. And you can argue which Fleischman is actually in trouble. But I don't know. I felt like it was Libby's story. It is. And in a lot of ways, but I think that's, this is the and both thing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really, to me, really is a mixture. Mm-hmm. And then it's even trippier because now she's writing this story and in a way she's writing their story. And is that ending really a real ending or is it sort of Libby's writing of that story of that ending? Do you know what I mean? Because the ending is almost like in Libby's hands in a way. Mm-hmm. Um so it's just, it's really, but it is an examination of marriage, of course, but also, which applies to her too, even yeah. though it was, we thought we were watching about the Fleischmans, but we're also writing about her. But, but as she says, the problem wasn't her marriage. Her marriage was a witness to all of her other failures, a mm, comorbidity I, to getting old. So really it's not even about marriage. I, I mean, even though- that. The marriage right? was a witness to all her yes. failures. Oh, and that, that comorbidity. What a, such a great line. Yeah. So really, yeah. it's about so much more than that. So I don't know. That's where it's all yeah. just like. Uh, yeah. And, and then she keeps going on. Like maybe that's what all divorces are. You mistake yeah. the person next to you for your misery. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another. And you I just, mean, are you kidding? Right? Wait, and you want to ex? You think if maybe I excised this thing out, I'd be me again? Yeah, that's the next line. Yeah, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about it, like like a little cancer that if you just cut that part out, yeah. you'll regrow. Oh, hence the title of this episode: the liver, right? And the, what what yeah. regenerates? And yeah. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. But but then she's like, um, but you're not you anymore. You haven't been you in a long time. It's not his fault. It was always going to happen. And then that sequence of, mm. you know, time oh marches on anyway. God. You're we're not gonna be young again. This is as good as it gets in every single moment. And you're only as young as you'll ever be in this moment. And now, and now, and that montage. Oh my God. Holy I just cow. got chills again thinking about it. It was so, so good. good. So good. In every moment, going all the way back to her childhood. Yeah. Yeah. God, I just, I don't know. I just, yeah. <laughs> I my mean, head, it's one of those things where before we got on, I said, like, I, I'm like, I don't know if I can take this. I think mm-hmm. it's one of those that I'm going to think about for so much longer and keep having more thoughts on. Like maybe I need to watch the whole episode again. Like it's yeah. just, there's a lot. Yeah. A lot to there. me, it was the reminder that, I mean, to some extent, the way, well, what's the other line? I, I guess it's at the end of the montage. How could you be so desperately unhappy when you were so essentially happy? happy. And that and now and now and now montage just made me think in every scene of your life there is one moment that's as good as it gets and you have to you can choose to remember that moment and mm-hmm. and she says it about marriage too it's a, you have to constantly recall why you did this yeah. in the first place first and place mm-hmm. i think that's the same exact solution i'm using air quotes um mm-hmm. for life that you have mm-hmm. to constantly recall in every scene if there's every scene has has a dark moment and a good moment then just mm-hmm. focus on the good moment and then and not the bad moment or at least not one to the exclusion of the other the and other. i think that's what yeah. a lot of midlife becomes going back and rewriting or recasting history with all the bad moments as the mm-hmm. the prevalent moments instead of the good ones. And I think when you're looking forward, for me, I can say it was always the good moments in the future that piled up to why I wanted, like lethal, loneliness is lethal, but so is hope. I, mm-hmm. this, I mean, it blew my mind. Right? Yeah. I don't know. My head is hurts. It really yeah. hurts thinking <laughs> about this. It really does. I mean, as someone squarely yeah. in midlife, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. And then the end, this ending. Yeah, I don't so, know. I mean, well, let's okay. Let's talk about that. Um, yeah. But I first want to the the song that's playing when they walk. Oh into, yeah, I have the music. I, um, I have the music. I know. So good. Oh, always. And we've said that in every single episode. But the song mm-hmm. that's walk that's playing when she walks into the engagement party which she's already kind of like she was trying to get back on good terms in in the good graces of her family but also like knew she shouldn't do this but also knew it was important to do it all of it was so so much of the you know both end um but this was on the radio by regina specter and i just i think if any song encapsulates this whole show it's this these lines. This is how it works. You're young until you're not. You love until you don't. You try until you can't. 
You laugh until you cry. You cry until you laugh. And everyone must breathe until their dying breath. No, this is how it works. You peer inside yourself. You take the things you like. And you try to love the things you took. And then take the love you made and stick it into someone else's heart, pumping someone else's blood and walking arm in arm. You hope it don't get harmed. But even if it does, you'll just do it all again. again. Oh, my God. I oh mean. Oh, my God. <sighs> that was so when that was when she was walking in to the engagement. Because there were a lot of songs in the engagement party. So because, yeah, so I remember Sade's By Your Side, but then I yeah. just read that they're also, which I didn't hear what when they were also playing Love is a Losing Game by Amy Winehouse when she walked in. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't remember that. I remember By Your Side because I love Sade's By Your Side. So um, no, so that part was more when there was, yeah, it was when she was walking in. Um, and, and kind of there was the city shots and yeah, the lyrics yeah, yeah. were we're playing. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. that. I just think it's like, you think you have figured out, you do all these things, you know how life is supposed to be. And then it's like, no, 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 no. You do something else. And then you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I hope in the end it doesn't get harmed. But you know what? Even if it does, you just start over again. Start I, all over I again. loved it. I yes. Loved it. Yeah. Pumping someone's heart. What'd you say with love? I like that. I just pictured yeah. that. You you take the love you made and stick it into someone else's heart, pumping someone stick else's it. blood and walking arm in arm. I just mm. yeah. I love that song, by the I way. Like I've that. always loved that song. Yeah. I love Regina Spector. So that was fantastic. Yeah. The music has been a real fun spot for us in this. Yeah. Um there was a lot of good ones in this episode. Um, so, so the end, yeah. So the end, you know, like when he was talking through his novel, oh, her novel way, wait, to wait, him. Wait, wait, wait. Before I, I keep forgetting other things, I wanted to go back to the book that she said she was going to write. How it was, yeah. and you had said the line. Can you say the line? Uh, yeah, the part about it. About uh, she's going to tell everybody's. Yeah, I'll tell a good story, but I'll tell it from. I'll tell all the sides of it. All the sides of it, exactly. So kind of like she felt she had yeah. failed to do when she had prejudged yes. Rachel. You know, it kind of harkens it, back and to there the end of her last episode. And there is something about when you, like when the person who's telling all the sides, that is what I was saying, how it becomes her story because mm-hmm. she's, yeah. she's telling a story that none of them could tell. Rachel couldn't tell that story. Toby couldn't tell that story. Only she could tell that story because she has that kind of distance to give all those different perspectives. And I just was like, thought it was pretty crazy how I too was like in this funk of Libby's and same, like feeling lost, knowing it wasn't my marriage that was the problem, but also still not knowing what the problem was is was and i wrote a book that was five points of view and i'm like (laughs) it was eerie to me that that was so like that the feeling like i had to tell more than one point of view to accurately tell any story was just pretty mind-blowing i mean right that's right oh my gosh fantastic and she's and but then she's 
I don't like I said now she's sort of writing everybody's story like so I don't know whether this end is really an end or whether it's yeah. Libby's right imagination end I mean she's because she says he says how does it end yeah. um and she says maybe her returning mm-hmm. and he's like why and she's like because she was always going to come back yeah for a while she wasn't sure and maybe she she explains that maybe she needed some danger I know to know what matters real state and so you're yeah. listening right yeah you're listening and she's very explicit it's going to be raining it's going to break this heat wave finally <laughs> So of course, now you get to the final scene and it's raining and, oh, and she says, and you'll hear the key in the apartment door. So everything she laid out Mm -hmm. in this story she hadn't written yet to Toby, then we're in the final scene and it appears to be playing out. So that was the trippy part to me. Um, And it happens exactly as she says, I guess. I mean, but you just see this... um, it's very blurred vision of Rachel. Because it's reflected doorway. back like in the window because he's looking glass. out the window. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. I loved that moment, how he sees this is a window, maybe a window or a, a mirror yeah. I can get behind where yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can see yourself reflected back. And he saw That's himself he reflected back. Yeah, he says But that. then he also mm-hmm. saw beyond himself into beyond all himself. of the apartments and everyone living their distinct lives. And it was also in that reflection that he saw her come through the door. Yeah. And he says in that moment, right after the reflection and everyone living their lives, you could die of the loneliness, but you could die of hope too. The way it blinded you. Time moves forward, but tonight he had logged some optimism into his universe. And then you see her. So Mm -hmm. obviously open to interpretation. There's a lot... You know, which I think the book, similarly, from what I understand, had a, a somewhat ambiguous ending like this, too. And there's lots of questions about it. I've read an interview with Claire Danes about it. And apparently Taffy had actually written in some more scenes for Rachel in the final one. There was even mm. a, more of a close-up of her face so that you knew for sure it was Rachel. And none of that... First of all, she said, take those scenes out to Taffy. She was like, I, that's not true to this story. Like, I know you want to like give me more airtime or whatever, yeah. but don't, you know, stay faithful to your ending. Um, but she did say she was surprised they didn't use this close up of her, but she said she loved the idea that it's so unclear which direction it's going to go in. Um, and I, this is Claire Danes. And I think that they maybe have a shot at even getting back together. But that's probably unlikely, question mark. I think that's just me being a deeply married person myself. So she joked that she has sort of like a Pollyanna view of it, whereas she says she's spoken to Taffy and she's like, yeah, I don't really think, no. I, like, I don't think they're getting back together. But I felt like this is where I felt like it was kind of ripe for the for the crystal ball, you know, and mm-hmm. what, because they actually, they, they asked Claire Danes too, like, what do you think is next for Rachel? Are there any questions you're left wondering? And she said, I'd like to see her rebuild her career. I imagine she's going to make strides and then regressions, many of those. It's going to continue to be a game of shoots and ladders for Rachel, but hopefully more ladders. But I would like to think that she feels a little bit safer in herself now and that she starts taking some medication and going to therapy. Those are the things I want for her and maybe a boyfriend who might like her. 
That is Claire Dane's crystal ball for Rachel. So okay, all right. I don't know. Like, what did you what did you think? I mean, then there were other people like it's kind of a dream. Like, like maybe this is really Libby writing this that it didn't yeah. even really happen. But I think it's real. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. It, it's possible, obviously, that it is just uh, Libby's point of view, her imagination. But imaginations. I, I mean, I I think she had to come back. I mean. She yeah, come at some back. point. She's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she does. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so that wasn't like surprising to me. But I don't know. I think I'm neither. I'm on. I'm in neither camp. I think they mm-hmm. could get back together, or they might not. Like yeah, I don't. I don't exactly. think it was clear. I don't know. I don't think it was clear. I it's don't not think the clear, show for sure. Yeah, but I don't think the show led us to one. No. clear path right obviously oh, it's agree. not clear in that moment because she just walks through the door but i don't yeah, think the but show I think led it's us just not clear at all yeah yeah i don't think the show led yeah. us to like believing one side or the other was more likely yeah personally. and i think that's how it should that's because it was libby's show that's that's yeah or that too yeah so then where's libby going well, libby's gonna write a bestseller yeah. like like we've said all along <laughs> libby's gonna don't write need, a bestseller. don't need much of a crystal ball for that one it's all no, came true and then toby will be exactly toby will take all the credit you took my story no i'm just kidding <laughs> and made it into a bestseller she'll be like yeah. no it was my story that's yeah. what i've been trying to tell you people yes Definitely. So yeah, ah, oh, Fleischman. I'm gonna be. And what about, about you? D- did you feel have feel one way or the other? You just said it's no, it's not clear. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I don't think it. Like I said, I agree with you. I don't think you're meant to. You know, it's very ambiguous, and the whole thing yeah. is. I mean, I, I if I had to pick, I'm thinking probably not. But yeah, I think I, it, I think I could plausibly you know. believe either one. I just mm-hmm. don't. I, what they do from that point on is what will do it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How they go from go forward. Yeah. From here. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, well, Fleischman is in trouble. Is over. <sighs> yes, and I'm still kind of in the void with them, but you know, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to get out. I mean, can you imagine? Thoughts. Can you imagine this show without? Libby's perspective. I mean, at first I kind of thought in the first like six episodes, maybe even the very beginning of the seventh, I thought that she was mostly a device to get a different point of view, right? You could not have gotten Rachel's point of view, but for this kind of removed narrator. And, Mm -hmm. but now I'm like, by the end, I was like, oh no, this was always Libby's story. Right. That's why she's like sort of a different twist on the unreliable narrator. She's unreliable because she's really not exactly telling their story in a way too. Um, That's really more her story. So I think that's a kind of a a different twist on the, on the narrator perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine it without her. Yeah. No, she was, she's always been our, our bright spot. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking of like scenes of a marriage. Scenes of a marriage, you can, or our Gone Girl alternating chapters. You know, we could have mm-hmm. done, gotten both Rachel yep. and Toby's point of view, but without, and to a lesser extent, Seth too, but but really for me, it was Libby that 
brought so much more to the story than either one of them could. Yes, absolutely. All right, well, bye to Fleischman. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated.